Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? You're listening to the Shoplifting Podcast on Rough Trade Radio. I'm Ben Monaghan and I'm here with Julia Jacqueline. Hello. Uh, um, who has just uh, played an amazing in-store at Rough Trade East to a packed crowd. Um, Julia's album was one of Rough Trade's albums of the month for October, uh, entitled Don't Let the Kids Win. The album's out on Transgressive and is genuinely one of my personal favourites of the year. Oh, thank you so much. Um, how was it? How was the show? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was um, at first, I'm very tired, so yeah. I was a little worried that I was going to make mistakes when your mind starts wandering. But then, I feel like I pulled it back in, and it was good. Yeah, it seems like a close knit family, you and the band. It seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, we've definitely gotten very close in the last few months. Yeah. Been, Stuck in a lot of small spaces together for long periods of time. It seems like you can tell each other a lot of things across the stage without saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, And how's the touring been? Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, yeah it's been um, pretty gruelling. I think we're all kind of feel like we've learned the ropes of touring. Yeah. So we feel good about that. Um, but they've been really good shows and we've just been touring with Whitney and they're really nice. Yeah, they're great. They played yeah. in here not too long ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really cool guys. And um, yeah, and their crowd's always really great. And all sold out shows, so it's been pretty special. Cool. Mm. Could you? It's probably been a while back since you've recorded the album, but could mm. you tell me a little bit more about the album itself and yeah, where and how you recorded it and how how you wrote it? I wrote it like in between, uh, kind of the my last six months of uni. And then like the year after that, um, kind of just at home and a lot of it I wrote at work, like I worked in a factory for a while, which was just kind of doing a lot of mindless, repetitive stuff. Really? What, what type of factory? It was an essential oils factory. Right. Yeah. So it's just like packing oils and folding tiny boxes all day. Quite monotonous. Um, yeah. So I wrote a lot of it there. Like a lot of the lyrics, like I'd get the kind of structure at home and then I'd go to work and I'd just go over and over and over like lines just to finance them. Um, and then recorded it in New Zealand um, and it took three weeks. Uh, yeah, I recorded in New Zealand with a guy called Ben Edwards and yeah, he was kind of like my dream producer at the time because mm. he'd recorded an album um, by Aldous Harding. Yeah, she also played yeah, in store as well. Someone told me that they saw her here. So I loved her records. So. Yeah, I really like her record. Uh, so yeah, and then I went and recorded with him. And it was pretty much just me and him for three weeks. And then Tom and Eddie, who were on the stage, kind of came over for a week and added their parts. And yeah, it's just, I guess... Uh, you should be proud of it. It's a great record. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's It's good to finally have it out there because it was... Like I finished recording it a year before I released it. So it's kind of like a long time... Yeah. coming and then it's almost a relief just to, to get it out there yeah 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 and you at first it was like because I had no kind of industry contact at the time I didn't have that much pressure on myself but then once it started rolling and then when you wait for so long you got a whole year then you start thinking like oh no maybe I should have changed this or changed that but you know it was good to just finally get it out there and be like okay that's what it is and I think it's like a good reflection of my 
like early mid twenties, you know, mm-hmm. themes and and um, like the sound of it. And then they're they're ready to to write the next one. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. When I get some time off. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, it's the shoplifting podcast. So you have to pick some records um, from the store. And uh, what what what's your first record? Uh, I I've picked uh, some records that are all quite new, mm-hmm. um, but they're ones kind of that informed a lot of the record for me. Um, so my first one is Tramp by Sharon Van Etten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why why did you go for that? Are you a big Sharon Van Etten fan? Has she been an influence for a while? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think she's an like, incredible artist. Yeah, I I was a really big fan a few years ago when this record came out, and I think it was just you know for someone like me, I'd I'd played a lot of I'd been playing music for a while, but I wasn't entirely sure like where I was going musically. Like I was playing folk music and doing a lot of like. You know, like pretty kind of traditional stuff. Yeah, traditional stuff that I I felt I had to do as a folk artist, and you know I felt like you had to kind of follow these certain guidelines with folk music because um, that's just kind of what everyone was doing around me, and yeah, it's just kind of what you think. And when you don't entirely know how to talk about yourself or your experiences as well, you can tend to like, you know, go back to a lot of whimsical, um, like kind of overly dramatic lyrics that don't really mean anything and I think listening to her stuff I was just like oh okay cool like that's where I want to go more like I want it's it's okay to be it's okay to like not sound flawless vocally content like I'm not saying that she's not (laughs) she's an amazing vocalist but she's like way more about the emotion in each song Mm -hmm. and in the recording and not at all about like having this slick production and and slick um vocal takes and all that and that Mm -hmm. was like really refreshing to me yeah. Yeah. There's, I suppose, more real character and sincerity when you take that approach. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Rather than trying to get everything perfect, you know. Yeah. 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 And she's just seems like a great person. I used to work for this like local newspaper. Yeah. And we got an interview with her, which I got to do. Oh wow. And it was great. How was that? It was. It was only over email, but it was like just huge for me at the time. Yeah. And then um, I went to her gig and I gave her the newspaper, and she was very sweet. Amazing. That we still got a copy. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm sure it was a terrible interview. I don't remember what I asked you. <laughs> Not as bad as this one, probably. <laughs> um, no, it would so have been. Would you like to pick bad. a track from the album? Yes. If you could introduce it. Um, I'm going to pick the song Leonard off this record. I does I learned that how to play that song, and I played it a lot at open mic nights for a few years, a few years ago. So yeah, it's just a beautiful song. I think it's just yeah, just a classic songwriting structure. It's amazing. Brilliant. So here's Leonard by Sharon Barnetton. There he goes He finally closed the door I turn the lock feeling more Confused than before What gives I thought that you
So, um, what is your second choice then? Your second record? Uh, so the second one is Yees by Joanna Newsom. Hopefully that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and why have you, you picked that record? I've picked this one because this is also like, I think a pretty defining record in my songwriting life, just because I find Joanna Newsom so incredibly... Um, mysterious, and which I think there's not enough of, you know, in songwriting and in um, just the music world these days. I find like her, her ability to craft a song that's like very long, you know, six to eight minutes, but keep it like she has these little motifs that just kind of crop up throughout a song, mm-hmm. and you know, I just don't know how she does it. Like it just like keeps keeps you engaged the whole time, um, but kind of takes you off on these like massive whimsical tangents and then kind of like pulls you right back in. And um, I just, yeah, I think it's an amazing um, talent that she has. And I don't know how she does it and I'm glad that I don't know how she does it because it's nice to just be able to bask in someone's brilliance and just be like, cool, that's great. Yeah, definitely. But it it obviously sounds like it's inspiring in that sense, songwriting, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I think she just takes, um, takes a lot of risks and like her lyrics are just like really, really interesting. Like she crafts, like they're very different to mine. 
they're not as um, kind of, or well, hers are a bit more poetic and, and she tells kind of grander stories. It um, doesn't seem as personal. Like I'm sure they're personal, but, you know, she definitely kind of lays with lots of other different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think she's just someone who seems like very sure of what she's doing and just, um, yeah, just has such vision for her for her craft and her records and, yeah, she's just an absolute hero. Brilliant. Yeah. Would you like to pick a track from that album? Yeah, and I'm going to pick the opening track, Emily. The meadowlark and the chim tree and the sparrow Said to the sky in a flying spree for the sport of the pharaoh Little while later the Pharisees dragged a comb through the meadow Do you remember what they called up to you and me in our window There is a rusty light on the pines tonight some corn wine lord or marrow into the bones of the birches and the spires of the churches jutting out from the shadow and the yoke and the axe and the old smokestacks and the bale Slope like it was dragged from a rope in the mouth of the south below. We've seen those mountains kneeling, felting and gray. We thought our very hearts would up and melt away. Surface of the water, ground 
of the light and the meteors just what we see and the meteoroid is a stone that's devoid of the fire that propelled it to thee and the meteorites just what causes the light and the meteors how it perceived and the meteoroids a bone thrown from the void that lies quiet and offering to thee Listen. 
help me come to grips with a sky that is gaping and yawning. There is a song I woke with on my lips as you say you did great ship towards the morning.
So uh, your third track, what have you? Oh, your third record. Sorry, what have you chosen? Ah, uh, third record is um, "Fear Fun" by Father John Misty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think a lot of these tracks, uh, a lot of these records, um, kind of came out around the time when I was like shifting gears with music. I'd been playing in like a folk band for a while, and I was kind of like wanting to leave it. And so was the other girl I was playing with. Not in any like horrible way. We just both, you know, wanted to kind of. We were making music that we didn't want to make mm-hmm. and we were just doing it because we didn't know what else to do. And I think like this record and Sharon's record in um, Joanna Newsom's kind of came around the same time. Yeah. And um, this record in particular was huge for me because I think I'd always like, like I have a sense of humour in life and I don't, I'm not a very serious person, but when I played music and the things that I sang about were very serious and I... um yeah, I was like, I thought that's kind of, yeah, I thought that's what I had to do. And then when I listened to this record, I was like, oh, like you can sing about like beautiful, sad things, but you can kind of poke fun at yourself at the same time. And yeah. you don't have to be so serious and you don't have to get bogged down by like the human condition. You can really um, find ways to f- like find joy in it and to like laugh about it, even though sometimes it's like pretty horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he um, does that, does that perfectly. And... Yeah, it's just like beautiful records just produced so well. It's just like, yeah. Maybe in a similar fashion, he was an artist who kind of made music with uh, Fleet Foxes in a a slightly more traditional style and and that was his kind of ambitious um, kind of um, move away from that into something more... Yeah, I think he he made Abstract and creative and and well-humoured at times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I heard that he said that he wrote like eight records, I think, under Jay Tillman, like yeah. his actual name. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying that he didn't feel like he got much response from the audience when he played the music, but he got a lot of response from like his banter because yeah. he's like such a ridiculous person. Yeah. So like then he was like, oh, maybe I should like figure how to yeah, build the two. And yeah, that just like really resonated with me. And I almost creating a character for yourself to to be able to kind of step into that yeah, yeah. more adventurous sort of part of music. And I think just like getting over yourself a little bit too. Because yeah. I think when you're younger, you're just like, you just, I don't know, have these ideas about yourself, like you, that, you, that you're a lot more important than you are. <laughs> yeah. And not in a bad way. Like I think it's like, it's nice to realise that you're not that important in a way. And yeah. that like you have to, um, I don't know, you have to work pretty hard, I guess, to like be interesting and, and, and to be good. And and so, yeah, I think that that was what's refreshing about that. This record is, um, yeah, just not taking itself too seriously, and yeah. But then I don't know. I don't know if that really comes across in my record, but that's definitely how I was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you like to pick a track from that record? Yeah, I think. I'm trying to think what I'd go with. I'd probably go with Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings because I feel like that's a song that just feels makes you feel very good. And it's got very interesting lyrics, and I listen to it a lot, and be and and hope that one day I write something like that. Yeah. Great. So this is Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings by Father John Misty. Christ, girl. 
fourth choice mm-hmm. um, my, f- my fourth choice is Art Angels by Grimes yeah so it's slightly different yes quite record different record to the, the previous three yeah well this this has come at a very different time in my life mm-hmm. this record I honestly like have listened to this album so many times in the last yeah. two months because I left Australia and I didn't know how like i I bungled my Spotify, like I forgot the password, you know, like you're just like, I don't know, my brain was mush. And I'd bought this CD and I'd put it on my computer and I'd bought like a couple of other CDs because I was like, maybe I should just buy CDs. Mm-hmm. I was just really failing with that. And then, but only this one downloaded onto my phone. So that's like all I had on my phone for like two months on tour. <laughs> and so I listened to it so many times in the tour van. And like at first I was like, oh yeah, this is like pretty fun. But then after a while, like it just, I just love it. I think it's just like really well written I think it's like got incredible like there's a, there's a lot crammed in there isn't there yeah yeah it's, yeah it's probably the perfect album to get kind of stuck with some you know, yeah and, and really I delve into yeah and I think it was cool because I, I feel like I'm gonna sound like super old now but it was nice though for me to be forced to listen to one record over and over again because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time these days you're just kind of like flicking around between different artists all the time and you just like and I remember, you know, like back in the old days, like, well, back when, you know, I had a Discman or something, you'd really like, you'd have that one CD and it would be in your Discman and you'd like really like listen to it. And yeah, and I absolutely. feel like this record has made me realise like um, how much I miss that and how much that was a big part of my childhood of getting really obsessed with records and listening to them a million times. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of just spent, yeah, two months like listening to this album <laughs> and know every word and... 
I I think it's also because I play folk music and I play a lot with a lot of folk bands and well not necessarily folk bands but in in a similar genre. Yeah. And so, which is great, but then I f- it's nice to escape. It's nice, something. yeah. It's nice to just listen to something that isn't isn't in that area, and that just kind of picks you up and makes you feel, um, makes you feel, yeah, just good. And it and it's like she, in a weird way, like Grimes has like been like very inspirational to me lately because being on stage all the time and like making video clips all, all the time, it's like you become a musician. And then you're also expected to be, like, an actor. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got to do these music videos and you've got to, like, stand on a stage and, like, talk to people and, like, you're suddenly expected to be this, like, very eloquent and, yeah, like, Well, yeah, I, I can performer. imagine it can be quite a surprise almost, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got to kind of just kind of perform and oh, write these songs and play them. Yeah, exactly. But you've got to become almost a bigger mm. character or a bigger version of yourself, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I think that... um Grimes is someone who uh, just seems very, like, sure of what she wants to do and she seems, like, when you watch her perform and you watch her music videos and stuff, she's just kind of, like, giving all of herself uh, physically to it. And I think that that's kind of what you have to do sometimes and not just, yeah, again, just, like, getting over yourself and just not just trying to not be as self-conscious um, as you feel. Uh, and yeah, so definitely like making some music videos lately where I've had to kind of like dance or like, um, move yeah. a lot, which I'm not like ever done before in front of a camera. I, I will think of Grimes <laughs> and I'm like, what Spirit would Grimes, Grimes do? Is, yeah. yeah what so, would Grimes do? so yeah, I, yeah. And it's, it's about, just a lot about yeah. having fun, I think as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just that. having, having fun and remembering sometimes like why you do this is just because it's fun and yeah. you, you know, it's enjoyable. Cool. And well, this what? record is also just like full of bangers. <laughs> so, well, which banger would you pick to play? Um, I'm gonna pick um, Art Angels, the the title track.
Great. So your last choice and your last record, mm. what have you gone for? Um, I've gone for Death of a Ladies Man by Leonard Cohen, which feels... Very, very apt. Yeah, yeah. I've um, been listening to him a lot lately in a couple of days. I'm mm-hmm. guessing a lot of people have as well. Um, but yeah, he's another person that, like for so many songwriters, obviously, but he's he was definitely in that same category when I like discovered him and his songwriting and his lyricism that how, how early on did you discover only it would have been when I, I I went and saw this I went and saw Father John Misty and a band was opening for Father John Misty called Oh Mercy and they mm-hmm. covered Memories which is on this record and I had never heard it before and I didn't know it was a Leonard Cohen song and this would have been I would have been 20 or oh, maybe even a bit older 21 or something and yeah, I kind of like went home and I was like, "Oh, what's this song?" It was a cover, and I f- and I found it, and then that was kind of my entry point yeah, to yeah. Lenny Cohen. Um, and then yeah, ever since then, it's just been like yeah, huge part of huge part of um, my inspiration, I guess, because he just also is just someone who lyrically um, manages to talk about these big big themes like love and loss and and death but just does it in like such an incredible way that, you know, brings it down to just moments between two people instead of, you know, letting it just be these kind of unrelatable instances about love or whatever. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a game changer for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I think once you discover Leonard Cohen, it's almost like a, a friend that you have there yeah. to constantly go back to and yeah. his craft as a poet, I think. Yeah, yeah. Has, has inspired many, but it's interesting that that's fed through into, into your songwriting. I suppose lyrically, as you said, it's it's been yeah. an influence. Yeah, 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 big influence lyrically, and um, but also I think with him, it's like when I was growing up, I did classical singing, and I always and I was a soprano, and mm. I always thought that I had to sing like very high and pretty and like not, um, yeah, like not let too much emotion into your voice because you've got to maintain just perfect notes and everything. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of how I entered songwriting and how I entered being a guitarist, that I was like, everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and then listening to a lot of his recordings, it's like you realise that that just goes straight out the window, especially with this kind of music, that it's not about that at all. It's yeah. it's totally about the delivery and... and um, the yeah, storytelling. The storytelling and, and the words you use, so... Brilliant. Mm. Well, um, would you like to choose one track of yeah of the record? Well, this isn't like this record. This you know the story behind it. It's it's not really kind of talked about as being. Well, I've never really heard many people talk about it as being a great record because of the whole um, Phil Spector kind of taking over and yeah I kicking Leonard that's... kicking Leonard Cohen out. You know, and so he did could, they hold a gun to his head or something? Is the apparently he shot into the roof. Is what I heard. And he like, um, so all the takes on it, I don't know if this is true, but apparently all the vocal takes on this were just like the rough tracks early on and then he wouldn't let him back in the studio to finish it. But there's something about this album that, um, yeah, just really speaks to me. Like the production is ridiculous. It's just like so lush and huge. Um, But I think it's amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Memories, which is the song that got me into Leonard Cohen.
so thanks very much um, for having a chat with us today. Um, I've loved all five of your choices and, and genuinely really do love the record. It's um, you should be very proud of it. It's a, a solid record and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you, thank you. And you should come back and play in store then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just got to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Rough Trade Radio. Justice, woman. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com.